Wep, I got yes. something for you. All right. Hit me with it. I'm not going to do it, but our special guest is. Tell him. Well, Brett, Brett, screw Brett. Uh, AEW screw Brett. And Goldberg got screwed by AEW too. <laughs> Most importantly, you're I. I'm the legend of Lockdown Game. You suck. I'm going to join. You suck. Fabulous Mula. You suck. Jim Rogers. You suck. You suck. Hulk Hogan. You suck. He's puppet. Jimmy Hart. You suck. Son of a bitch. Break your mind. Watch your ass. You don't like it. Break your mind. You're the man. Watch your ass. I'm the monster. And with that, Sheik, any response? Fuck your ass! Make you humble! <laughs> there you go. And I'm the jabroni in between all of this. Uh, welcome to Legend of Wrestling. That's my good friend Jason Schuster joining us for this episode of episode five. Are we on now? This is episode five. This is episode five. Episode welcome, Jason. Welcome, Jason. That's Weapon on my left. Jason's joining us via the, via the web. My Persian accent kicked in. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm your host Pej the Maniac. Uh, <clears throat> we all just took in Full Gear, and we're here to talk about it. Jason, uh, an amazing comic here in LA. Uh, he's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel on December 10th, and so don't miss that uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, live. So I I'm excited for that man. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in your comedy life. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Uh... Got Jimmy Kimmel coming up on the uh, on the tenth, like you said, uh, the Sunday show right on the strip, and um, I'll be uh, doing a guest spot with um, Heather Pasternak is headlining. Janelle Draper's on the show. Uh, Mary Upchurch got some great comics on that lineup, so I'm super excited uh, for that. Got uh, some great great gigs coming up in 2024, man, and just doing my thing, you know. I love it. I love it. Are you leaving AEW, MJF? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no. and if you are and if you have a little break stop at one of my shows man you know i love to meet you sometime absolutely you guys get the uh same culture discount yeah yeah <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're part we're, we're part of the tribe man it's all good so. i love it I love it was it. interesting you brought that up too because the next um the uh i guess the name next event that they have is going to be in long island on the 30th of november or december december oh shit okay. for the um the tournament, the round robin tournament oh, that they're holding. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. 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 So that's that's crazy. Um. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. Big things coming for you, obviously, in in your comedy life, in your career, also uh, wrestling. Wrestling's gonna be uh, ramping up. Um. Did any of you before we get into the full gear breakdown? <laughs> Did any of you understand a word that Will Ospreay said? <laughs> in his... Hey, bro, 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 I'm not here, but I'm here, bro. I will not be here, but I have other things. Hit to... me out. Hit me out. <laughs> yeah, hit me out. It was like, I was just like. <laughs> hit me out, bro. Yeah, hit me out, bro. Yeah, I'm like, okay, got it, bro. Like, what, why are you, what are you signing if you're not actually joining? But well, anyway, I get it. <laughs> he's, he's still, yeah. It was crazy to me because like. You know, we all expected something a little bit different. Not saying 
taking anything away from Will Ospreay. The guy's an amazing athlete and an incredible wrestler, but he's he's been in AEW. Like he's I know we've seen him, and like to me, it's such a it's such a Tony Khan uh, Tony Khan announcement. Like like hyping something up so big, and then we all get excited. We're thinking, and it's just never anything close to what we think it's going to be. And uh, it's just another one of those things for me personally. So. No, yeah. I so okay. So we're gonna we're gonna let's start there. Uh, you teased it with the Vince impression, um, <laughs> and and AEW screwing Goldberg. So you you told me offline that you were expecting Goldberg to show up at full gear. So uh, that's that's apparently a rumor, and um, but it didn't happen, obviously. But uh, uh, do we do we think Goldberg is? coming to AEW or is he finishing out his final match or, or are they calling it his final tour uh, retirement tour um, is that happening in WWE is it happening in AEW or is it in your favorite wrestling promotion <laughs> TNA TNA which is still not TNA <laughs> Impact Graveyard Wrestling <laughs> That's where the TNA uh, treasure box was. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Right. And we, it's TNA all over again because now they suddenly became TNA wrestling. Adam. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So we did a whole episode where I was. So it's funny because they're kind of like Will Ospreay. They 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 kind of shot their shot early. <laughs> they, hold on, ho hold on, bruv. Hold on, bruv. You I can't call ourselves <laughs> TNA for two months. <laughs> yeah, I'm not AEW quite yet. I'm not TNA quite yet. But anyway, yeah. So. Do you still think he's coming to AEW despite the fact that he didn't show up last night? Yeah, he's. I mean, all these guys are coming to all elderly wrestling, man. It's it's <laughs> definitely here. Like, like, like it is WCW 2.0. TK's got an enormous, enormous bank account, and he can spend frivolously as much as he wants. For all of Dad's money is going out to all these wrestlers. It's yeah. like Ted Turner all over again, man. And that's just what's happening. And AEW. Uh, feel they need that kind of geriatric old school wrestler to come in to have the star power, and there's no age limit. Ric Flair, you know, dude. Now, woo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> woo! We already saw the example of him clearing, um, being able to take bumps tonight. I mean, last night. Sorry, yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah, this uh, at the time Sorry. of this episode's recording, it is. It is uh, after, November nineteenth, yeah. <laughs> uh, a day after Full Gear was aired. But um, yeah, that it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I get what you're saying. I don't know if it's WCW 2.0 necessarily because I feel like uh, Tony Khan get you know he actually cares about the product versus Ted Turner didn't. Ted Turner didn't know anything about wrestling. He just wanted to comp be in the wrestling business that wrestling show yeah that wrestling i mean i mean uh i mean look yeah uh, tk is the biggest mark uh out of any <laughs> uh anybody in the business you know besides vince mcmahon himself you know what i mean so yeah. i agree on that on that aspect impact tried it uh back in the day when they tried to go head to head with wwe on monday nights where they brought in hogan and yeah. nash and all these guys that flopped, man. That didn't work. And like, we want to see new talent coming in. We want to see, and it's great that AEW's got this roster, but there's so much talent in there. And they don't have, it's, to me, it's just like they, they don't use people properly. The storylines die out. 
or the you know there there's not enough creative process behind it uh, because they don't have writers like they think WWE has in the way they do it. It's just a different type of style. Yeah, and so they need to bring in these guys to try to to keep the momentum going when it just starts to feel stale. And that's why I think there's going to be a be more Goldbergs of the world coming, uh, Dolph Ziggler. And that's why I think you continue to see guys like Edge and Ric Flair, you know, coming in. Yeah. The rated R superstar. They don't call him Edge now, which is funny. It's, uh, I, I, I Adam yeah, Adam Copeland. Uh, uh, well, <clears throat> I think it was last pay-per-view where uh, MJF called him Edge and Tony Khan was like freaking out. <laughs> he's, he's just like and MJF was like calm down Tony it's fine I'll pay the fine <laughs> I like the yeah, Pebbles whatever. comment Ricky Starks like oh that really set me over the edge oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was so uh, that was when when uh, Adam just came back yeah the that Pebble was, yeah, the pebble. <laughs> yeah I mean but the funny thing is that they'll bring back these guys They'll bring these guys to AEW and they'll use their same entrance music that they had in WWE. So they'll just, it's its almost just like nothing really changes, but it's still weird to see Edge as Adam Copeland. I just can't call him the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland. It's, I know. I know. Well, it's because he, I think he he was, he carried that name for what, like almost 30 years. Yeah, it was so used to. It's so used to. It. Yeah, like, yeah. So anyway, I mean, uh, we'll see where it goes. <clears throat> I feel like the Will Ospreys bringing him in, like that kind of balances it out a little bit for AEW. So like they're not just bringing in like, you know, nursery home wrestlers. But um, I I hope, and we talked about uh, on our last episode, we talked about this that we hope that they don't put Rick in the ring again. Rick does not need to be in the ring. He can be a he can be a manager. He can even be some sort of like. I don't think they'll do GMs at, in, on AEW. Well, he's definitely already doing the managerial thing kind of right now by tailing um, Sting. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I think he only. He's. He's. And I think the bumps um, clearance was for him to be able to take shots like he did on the pay per view, like little bumps, like falling on the floor. And yeah, such. yeah, yeah. I know, but it was just. It's. It was just hard to watch. It's so hard it's to watch. It's also hard to watch. He did not it's also hard to watch Ric Flair managing Sting. Like I know, like, right? That's ridiculous, dude. Like it's sixty-five-year-old, whatever <laughs> Sting being managed by probably seventy-something-year-old Ric Flair, and it's cool that he's out there every single night or whatever he's doing this whole run with him. But when does Sting need a manager? Be mind you, anybody that's Ric Flair, you know what I mean? So I know. I just hope Rick doesn't need money again. You know. Because that's usually that's why he joined TNA back in the day. No, I don't think he needs money. I think he needed to uh, sustain his uh, sponsorship because they have an exclusivity deal with mm. his uh, Woo Energy drink for the next two years. That's right. So for them to continue advertising it on a show like TNA, um, I think he's set with the money uh, from that deal. Yeah. It's just that part of that required him to make appearances. So That's fair. That's I fair. just hope, like you said, he doesn't end up – Doing this angle where later on he's gonna go. I didn't come here to watch you retire, Sting. I want one more match. Oh God! Woo! Yeah, you know it's gonna happen. Woo! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Jay Lethal was his. Uh, the Shawn Michaels 08 should have been his final match, but uh, anyway, um, that's a whole other podcast. We just saw many, what happened there that last. Yeah, how many retirements can one man have? <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. So uh, let's get into this because it was a long pay-per-view with it amazing was. matches. I kind of want to go around the room. 
or around the Zoom and see <laughs> and see what everybody's um, favorite match was from the night. I have mine, but I, I'm eager to hear what you guys think. Uh, which match uh, a, either stole the, the show for you guys or was just epic or on the standard of like matches of all time you thought it it left like it left the the pay-per-view wanting more um i don't know whoever wants to start i i have mine i don't know if you guys have yours but yeah yeah i do okay, okay cool yeah go ahead uh the texas death match uh to me stole the yeah. show yeah. hands down um uh, it's not for everybody like that style but mm -hmm. the way those two guys were able to tell that story in that ring that last night was incredible. I mean, incredible storytelling. The spots were incredible. Uh, you can get a little bit queasy watching something like that, even though you know, uh, you know, they do it how they do it. But I felt the pay per view overall was a little bit lackluster, and that match stole the show and carried that momentum uh, and brought me back. And uh, at that that match also put Swerve Strickland on the map in AEW. That guy's a future champion, in my opinion. And yeah. uh, Adam and Hangman Page didn't didn't need that win. Uh, that Swerve needed that win more so. And I think uh, they both came out on top. What do you think? I enjoyed the Texas Test ma Death Match myself, but I also have to give a um, a shout out to the match that. Moxley and Orange Cassidy had. Okay. I thought that was also an excellent match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were, they were. So the 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 more rugged matches, I think, uh, that's what separates AEW from WWE to me is that they can do that, or or they they're not PG, they're not billing themselves as PG, so they're able to you know go go hardcore, um, and and do that, the, you know, getting getting the getting gigged and all that but um for sure texas deathmatch was my favorite um i think the the cycle lot like there was even comedy in that match if you guys paid attention right with nana like yeah. he's still like That's in the middle funny. of these guys yeah <laughs> with these guys like bleeding profusely like <laughs> nana is doing his like and then he's doing that, whatever he's doing with the hands <laughs> yeah to me, like that was, but it was well placed. Like it wasn't for, it didn't feel forced, you know. So I, I, I enjoyed it. From obviously in ring, amazing. Both, uh, both Swerve and uh, Adam Page are are amazing uh, professional wrestlers. Um, despite what my favorite wrestler, <laughs> CM Punk, thinks of Adam Page, I think, I think, uh, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, think I think Adam Page is he, he's he's earning his stripes. Let's just say that. He has, man. He, and he is. He is for sure. He is. He's great, yeah. But then the psychology of it, you know, I think the psychology of it and, and the buildup, I thought that had the best best buildup too. Like that program with, with Swerve going, you know, going into his house and all that. You know, like I like the going into the house angle that's been used before, obviously, but like when it's done right and then and, and the right characters are, are doing it, it can – like my last favorite going into some, another wrestler's house – was uh when joe did it with uh with uh in, in wwe it's, uh, when samoa joe and um dude why is his name escaping me uh, <laughs> aj aj styles it was that, I remember the, the bray the bray wyatt one with randy orton that was also yeah that was also yeah 
So it's a it's a great angle, and then obviously going all the way back to uh, <laughs> when when Austin <laughs> had a gun. And, <laughs> but that's stuff where, those, those those old school storylines, and the, they they work. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know what I mean? So right. uh, they, they should, it's good that they stuck with that. I mean, uh, and yeah, as opposed to like where we saw the MJF situation where he came back on an ambulance, so which is. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, attitude era style. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It was, I mean, yeah. So if uh, for people who watched the the pay per view um, at zero hour, like I like that they didn't waste zero hour, like the the first hour, which just introduces all the matches. I thought they used the, they started the pay per view, like they started it on the on that, and with with the match that they had on that zero hour, wasn't it the what was it? It was the um, it was Jay Lethal uh-huh. and um, uh, Jay Lethal or Jay White. Kingston. Oh yeah, it was Jay, Jay Lethal. Lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jay Lethal. J- and it was Kingston. Yeah, it was Kingston and Jay Lethal. That there was so so now we're kind of going through the the card. It's already a, a title match. Yes, granted it's the ROH, but ROH is still one hundred percent respectable. So <laughs> and it's got to be said. Yeah, and it's got to be said. ROH. Uh, I think it was. Uh, this week, one of the one of the shows after after the show went off the air, uh, Ronda Rousey is is in ROH. So um, that is. What do you think of that? Let's just t- t- start with that real quick. Uh, I don't know how I. I mean, I I have such mixed feelings about that because like, you know, she could have easily been the signing that was Will Osprey in, in some regards, you know, but. She was there. There she is, just coming out of that WWE contract, yeah. saying she's not even going to wrestle. And then she shows up on Rampage, I believe. Yes. After the show, uh, on RO, you know, on ROH uh, segment, you know, I'm, it was what it seemed to be. But maybe that's cool. And but maybe that will go in her favor because she, you know, she had she definitely, I think, had a was a was a bit of a letdown in WWE to the fans of what they expected from her. So maybe it's something that. You know, it's a little bit of a fall from grace to me for Ronda Rousey to show up in that regard. But maybe that's what she needs at this point and didn't make a huge deal out of it. Or maybe they're going to save that segment for something else. But the way the Internet is, you can't do something like that and hide it because it's going to it's going to leak. Into oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Did they establish that that is an actual like signing and not a one off? I mean, I'm assuming it's a signing because uh, to do a one off like that, it would have been a waste of a one off because it feels like. They didn't even advertise it. And then even they're not even, you know, so like they're not even talking about it. There wasn't even yeah, mention right. about it. It's like the weirdest thing. It is. Right. Is it maybe because it's ROH branded? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, but ROH is so intertwined with the AEW storylines, even you know. I know. So it's a weird thing. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So we we'll see what comes of that. But obviously, uh, no Ronda at at um at full gear. We didn't see her there. But um, so, yeah, the zero hour starts um, and we go into this Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal. Um, and what, what do we think of this match? Let's Jay start. Lethal and his entourage? <laughs> yeah. How many people were that entourage? We got Jeff Jarrett. We got Karen Jarrett, formerly Kurt. <laughs> we, got, we got Sanjay Dutt. We got Satnam Singh, as you said. We got, um, I think that's it. Yeah. that well, was Unless you count the... Um... The guy that runs ROH right now, K Fabe. <laughs> What's his name again? His name, uh, Hathaway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he might as well have been another member of the entourage because <laughs> all he did all, the whole time was talk up about how he hates um, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah, you're also forgetting about Jeff Jarrett's guitar. So that's all. Jeff Jarrett's guitar. That's actually you're right. That's but right. The, but that helped him. Yeah, that helped him. Yeah, it ended up being a part of Eddie Kingston's repertoire. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually a guitar and a nugget is what if you yeah. want to be really <laughs> slap nuts, <laughs> slap nuts and a, and a guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Eddie Kingston, man. He's great. He's always been like so fun to watch and uh, no bullshit attitude. And I think that's what he brings to the table. He's real. He can connect with the fans. Kind of like the everyday guy, man, you know, and so yeah. and he brings that strong style kind of uh, uh, you know, attitude to the ring and uh, he's the best, man. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think he brings that alternative feel to, to wrestling that, that we don't see much. Um, cool. So he took he took the match. Right. And then he announced and then he announced later about putting up both of his titles uh, for the tournament. Um, and that was interesting, so we'll get into that. Um, next, we had Blackpool Com uh, Combat Club's uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus the House of Black's Buddy Matthews. This was a good match, I thought, for, for, for it not being on the main card. I thought it was... Uh, I mean, those both of these guys are, are superb talent. Um, but, yeah, what, what, are, what are your thoughts? Let's start with you. Uh, good match, uh, Claudio... Castanelli is like one of the most underrated wrestlers uh, in in all of wrestling. Uh, he he deserves so much more in WWE than what he got. Oh, I'm glad yeah. that he's getting he's getting the opportunities he's getting in AEW, and he always delivers. You know, when you put him in the ring with anybody, he's going to make him look good. And that was that was a that was a solid solid match. You know, a good great match for the uh, what's it called the what do they call it the before the show started. Oh, the Black Bull no, the zero hour. Yeah, yeah. Zero hour. The zero hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick off. Mixing brands. Well, there was actually people on that show. Eddie Kingston himself said, "What is this? The kickoff show?" So it's like, I love that. I love Kingston for that because he can do that. Kingston is what the Brooklyn Brawler would have been if they didn't make him a jobber. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. And I think I think you're right about uh formerly known Cesaro. Uh Claudio like didn't get the push he deserved in WWE. Um he did get one WWE match, like WWE title match, I if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he face up against Brock at one point? I, I but that's anyway, that's a whole other story. But um anyway, that uh yeah, it was a good match. Um and Buddy Matthews, man, he he's also he's great. Another guy that didn't get a proper push in WWE. Well, yeah, he was trying to push with uh, Ray's daughter, and then he just left. <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's all right. You know, he's uh, he's getting married to Rhea Ripley. I, I think he's. I don't. I don't yeah, think that's Bobby's real pop. Yeah. I don't think anybody does <laughs> Buddy Matthews. I think he's doing just fine. So. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get him on the show and find out if Bobby is really always on top. That's. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's great. Um. Cool. And then we go into the World Tag Team Championship match. And I think this is uh, officially the start of the show. Oh, yeah, that was the start of the official pay-per-view. MJF. Oh, no, this was the last match of the Zero so That hour. was still part of Zero yes. Hour. This was the last match, yeah. MJF uh, and Samoa Joe, uh, which is an interesting duo there because Samoa is going after the uh, AEW Championship as well. Versus the Guns. Austin Colton, what do we think of the guns? Do we do we like them? Do we not like them? I mean, not as characters, but as wrestlers. 
uh, they do their job as heels and uh, they're really annoying. And I think that is what good heels do is they make the crowd not like them and yeah. they do a good job at it. Uh, and we can like say, oh, they they got it hand, they got the opportunity handed to them because they're building gun kids. Yeah. But they're making the most of it, man. And so I gotta give them credit there. But they they are extremely annoying, and uh, and but that's what we do as fans is like we want to buy into the heels and we want to buy into the faces, and they they do a job. Of being right. real, so. Yeah. No. That's a fair, I th and I think they're decent. They're decent wrestlers. They're by no means like I don't think they deserve to be champions anytime soon. But uh, they they're they're on they're definitely on their way. But, but then again, they, they, they won the they did win the tag team titles. They did win the tag team titles, but I'm saying like to to get that climb to even for for uh, like individual runs, I feel like it, it's 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 they're maybe a year or two away from that. But um, they're like miniature versions of their dad. There they are. They're for sure. Yeah. I, I, he looks just like one of them. I think it's Austin. He looks just like Billy. Like he literally looks like a photocopy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just a, it's a, it's it's out. I want to say it's a mini me because he's a huge huge dude, but <laughs> it's a clone. And a lot yeah, of yeah. Well, um, but yeah. So then in this match is when MJF got, gets jumped and gets hurt. Uh, they I, they said it was his quad. Later they said it was his knee. <laughs> so, um, but uh, he gets rushed out. Very WWE style. They 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 rushed him out, and as he's on the uh, cart going into the to the uh, ambulance, he screams, and Adam Cole is there to support him. Mind you, he's the one responsible for the interference that won them the match. Right. This is kind of like a Escobar esque type of uh, interference when it's well. Not I mean, to... but it went into MJF's benefit, but sure. Um, sure. Yeah, I'll give my thoughts on that in a second, but please continue. Yeah, I was just going to finish by <laughs> saying that, you know, we all heard MJF scream at Adam. And, and, and this is this part I had a problem with, but he was like, Adam, don't let them take my title. Don't let them take my championship. Promise me, Adam. And then Adam says, I promise you. But it's like, I don't think that's how it works in, in, a, in a title match. <laughs> but uh, you can't just sub in, you know. So I don't know. I, I don't know what I... I felt kind of weird about that that setup because when that happened, I knew for a fact that MJF is coming back. Like he's not gonna be, you know. Every time they take someone away, he's always coming back or or she. But and as old school wrestling fans, we all knew where that storyline was heading later that night. So yeah, um, you, but you, it, you, 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 you bust that out like that's an old school way of the things. Like you know that later on that night, he's gonna go in the ambulance, and we all kind of know what. What happens later? I mean, in the pay per view, so right. right. Yeah. There was... They're not gonna let people be walk away disappointed at the end of the night. We all knew that he was gonna come back no matter what. I think the way that was executed, like you said, though, was kind of cheesy because he's like, "Don't let him take my title. Don't let him take my title. <laughs> promise me." And, and Adam Cole's like, and "I promise." It's you. like, and I get it. Like, there are, there are ways you can approach it. There are ways that you could have approached it that would have been like, okay. You know, I'll get into that, but you know, like stalling tactic, for example, yeah. or some sort of kayfabe thing that happens where you would have prevented um, a stall or stalled enough for MJF to get there. But the way they did it, which we'll get into, I guess, later, yeah. I wasn't a fan of. There was only a brief second where I thought maybe Adam Cole isn't hurt anymore and this is him coming back because they they've been saying he's going to be gone for several months, all this. 
uh, I, I thought he had, for a second. Yeah, I thought he had like his inner John Cena, where he was just like he could heal, he could heal well, fast. Someone else had their inner John Cena tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. You see this leg? You can't see this. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly um so yeah that was a what i mean the match itself i feel wasn't to me wasn't that great it was okay i think they were really just focused on sh showing this story uh so you know and and that's what i remember from it so that tells you how much i think of the actual match but what the do you only think thing i remember is kangaroo kick yeah the kangaroo kick <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well i mean i think the sole purpose was just to drive the storyline right um and show that Samoa Joe, in many ways, is still the threat that we look at him as. Mm. Because mainly, most of that match was Samoa Joe showing off. Yeah. And MJF trying to prove that he can hang with Samoa Joe and screwing himself out of wins in that match. <laughs> like, trying to do the muscle buster on two occasions, only to, you know, screw that up. And every time he tried to show off to Joe, it ended up backfiring and working in the gun's favor. Mm. So... Um, yeah, it was pretty much to highlight Joe and to drive the storyline. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that it's uh, but, but you know uh, that that finished the zero hour, and then we kick off the trios match to start the uh, the main portion of Full Gear. Um, by the way, I'm looking at the card here on AEW or AllEliteWrestling.com. That's my source. Uh, and by the way, subscribe to our channel, guys. Uh, we need we need more followers. We need more subscribers. This is the fifth episode, the Legend of Wrestling podcast with the real legend himself the iron sheik tell them what you will do if they don't subscribe break your back and make you humble and have a good day <laughs> all right uh tri trios match uh rated r superstar adam copeland darby i mean darby allen and sting with <laughs> The Nature Boy, who we uh, talked about earlier. Woo! <laughs> woo and woo. Both woos on one team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and they were facing the TNT champion Christian Cage, which is one, my favorite heel right now in all wrestling. He's, he's to me, showing – he's like the blueprint of what a heel should be. Um, and that's over MJF heel that was last year. I think Christian Cage is like the devil persona of MJF. I think this outdoes it because he's ruthless. Like he's going, he's going places where people aren't expecting, and I love that. And you've never seen this out of Christian. So to me, this is very uh, fresh. So Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Um, what do you think of Nick Wayne? <laughs> Let's start with him. Nick Wayne was my. There was a guy named Colin. Something back in the day in WWE. The one with one was, leg? Yeah. Colin yeah, Delaney. I remember. What was his name? Yeah. Delaney. Colin Zach. Delaney. Was it Zach? Zach. Yeah. Zach Gowan. Zach? Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan. Was it Zach Gowan? There was, yeah. another, guy Colin there was another guy with one leg, too. I mean, I, I remember that as well. But the WWE one was Zach Gowan, I believe. Well, Nick, Nick Lane reminded me of a full legged version of these guys. You know what I mean? So he. <laughs> but Zach Gowan's he, he's, still he's like. <laughs> you know he's uh like they were because they came up like super young too uh and developed but um also i think he's like around the same age like do you remember you know x-pac 
back in the day was the one, two, three kid. And when he came up and like, you got the suit, like, they look like they were, they look so young, you know what I mean? But like, the guy's got all that talent. Uh, who knows? I mean, he's, but what an experience for that guy. He's getting thrown in the ring with like such legends at, at this point. He's got a great opportunity. So yeah, you're across the ring with Sting. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I agree. So the story with him and, and Darby, right? They were Darby. He was like, uh, Darby took him under his wing initially, right? And then, and then he turned on Darby at the last pay per view. Um, so, uh, so now he's uh, he's the he's the bad boy. Um, what well, do we think? Yeah. Uh, just to add to that, um, I think I heard them say on Full Gear on commentary that their relationship was that um, Nick Wayne's father trained um, Darby Allen. Ah. It was mentored him. Ah, there we go. Did anybody actually know who Nick Wayne's dad was? At no. all that <laughs> it's, it's Bruce Wayne. It's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. 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 Um, and, <laughs> but no, Dar I like Darby Allen, by the way. I think he's... Um, for, for being, you know, he, like his persona is unique. You haven't really seen a skater, like wrestler, really. I, I, I mean, the closest thing to me that comes to that is probably Raven. Like like a certain version of Raven back in the day. Like, you know. The, head, was, the headbangers. Remember the headbangers? Yeah, the headbangers. <laughs> headbangers yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but Darby's an amazing talent. He's got, he has, he reminds me of Jeff Hardy in terms of like, in terms of how he can like just soar through the air and do this crazy you know, you know, moves that you're like, holy shit, like you're fucking nuts for doing that. But uh, I just can't get past the Daisy Duke G uh, shorts that he wears, man, with the tights. Like it looks like he, it looks like it looks like he went to Target, got some pantyhose, put them on, and then ordered some vintage Daisy Duke jeans, man. Like, like you know, come on, dude. Like, can you get the shorts a little bit lower? It's ridiculous. Like, that's a I, new yeah, I know it's 2023, but <laughs> yeah, that's a whole new thing because. Uh, like as a basketball player, I, I see that happening because the basketball shorts have gone through the same e evolution because in the 80s, they were up to, you know, John Stockton. It was like up to your like upper thighs. And then in the 90s, they were below your knees. And now they're back to being like right over your knees. So, yeah, I don't want to see your nut pop out like out of your shorts. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's a good offensive move. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's your finisher right there. <laughs> the, the, the nut shots. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so uh, the what did it? What happened here? Luchasaurus with the coffin drop, and then uh, Copeland pinned Luchasaurus. So that's how uh, that match ended. Um, what I think, uh, you know, it was just there was a lot of extracurricular activity with this match because of like the hundred people that were ringside, but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's how they have to do it now, I feel. You know, when they're when 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 TK, as you said, is hiring all these old old school wrestlers or even uh, newer guys, they have too many talents. They have, they have, they have too many. And it's they got to put them in the on the pay-per-views because they're all p politicking and backstage to get that pay-per-view money, you know. So this is the only way you can do it. Well, to be fair, they did give the uh, younger guys a showcase in this match. I mean, um, I think Sting had one. um one spot where they said he jumped over Ric Flair, but he did actually jump over Ric Flair. Right. <laughs> and, um, but mainly, yeah, the young guys were doing the spots because Christian Cage hightailed it out of there for most of the match. Right. 
And, I mean, Ric Flair fell on his ass once, but it was pretty much like the young guys um, doing their stuff and Luchasaurus looking really strong by pushing most of the people around. Yeah. That being said, I didn't think it was, like, that exciting of a match. Sure. But, you know, it was Sting's farewell in California, so. That's true. That is true. It was all, that, that match was for Sting. Yeah, yes. and, and, I, and every time he comes out now, it's a, you have to realize, like, oh, oh man, like, this is a special moment because that's going to be the last time you're going to see him wrestle every time he comes, unless you go to another city or whatever. But uh, so that's all about Sting. But, you know, it did its job, and it kicked off the actual start of the pay-per-view. And yeah. uh, First gear or full gear, yeah. We, we, we had that. <laughs> we had that going. And, um, yeah, uh, it is kind of... It's kind of interesting to talk about Sting's last ride in uh, in California, man, because that's where he started too. So that's yeah, uh, pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. So cool. Then we go on Tony Schiavone uh, on the ramp with Bryce Ramsberg uh, called out representatives of Bullet Club Gold, the Guns, um, Switchblade, Jay White comes out, um, and they have their oh, and then Adam Cole comes out. So what do we think of this segment? Tell him, uh, old man. It was a good transition, that, 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 that segment. It set up the rest of the storyline for where the pay-per-view was headed. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, whenever Tony Schiavone comes out, it just gives me so much nostalgia. Like, as a little kid, watching yeah. WCW. Yeah. So... Uh, I watch him do that anytime. He can come out and do those special segments whenever, you know, and bring people to the ring. But he's he's, he's the best at doing that. So. He has the voice, man. It's the voice for me. It's it's his yeah. voice is iconic. Like that that yeah. yeah so absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I liked it. Adam Cole coming out with one leg and saying, "No shot in hell, you're getting the title without a fight." And uh, <laughs> but and, but anyway, it's like yeah. Um, Cole was also like he looked like. Uh, uh, he has like a the Geico guy, and, like, like the Geico, yeah, like, 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 a, like the caveman. Like he hasn't, he like he's just woken up from like, uh, you know, he's been frozen for like for right. thousands of years, and he just woke up. He's like, I'm here, let's go, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and where's Britt Baker when when he's here, huh? Jesus, here we go again. Uh, There's a crush over here. We're trying to. I give I think up. We all, I think we all got a little crush on Britt Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry. Yeah. So. <laughs> we all want to go to Britsburg. I know. All right. I definitely want to go to Britsburg. <laughs> Britt, come on the show. <laughs> yeah. So that happens. They they basically make the match again. Uh, I talked with Tony Conan, and if MJF can't defend the title, I I will do it for him. Whatever. It's it's a little bit forced. They don't really make it make sense. But it is what it is. That's the part that I didn't like, though. I'm I'm just going to flat out say it. There was other approaches you could have took to being able to stall for MJF to get there or to build up some suspense. Yeah. We knew that Adam Cole wasn't going to um, have a match yeah. with uh, Switchblade. I mean, this would have worked 20 years ago when we didn't have the net. Yeah. And people weren't smart to the business because we wouldn't have known what kind of condition Adam Cole's was actually in. Yeah. Adam Cole had this been 20 years ago, we could have assumed, oh, well maybe he's gotten better, you yeah. know? Maybe his uh surgery has uh progressed mm -hmm. and he's done well, but with 
the uh, net being what it is today and the dirt sheets and so forth, we all know where Adam Cole is in his recovery. No one believed that. So I think that it should have been approached a bit differently. There could have been something else they did with it. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, and it's like he was on Zoom for like the last month, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's he's you know he, like with all the segments they had on on uh, or uh, cucking the Robert, uh, Rodney Strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rodney, yeah, Rodney Strong. I call him Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how much I really care about him. To be honest with you, I do not care about Roddy Strong. Yeah, he's a great wrestler, but yeah, yeah but yeah. that angle sucks. I know. I know. I think yeah. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> it is funny. That's what it it does serve yeah. as 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 a comical. Um, and and so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like they wrote that they wrote that story like an hour before the show like started. That's my problem with AEW though. Like like uh, they have so much going on. They have such a huge roster of talent. They have the shows also kind of jumbled with you know Collision, Rampage, Dynamite. Pay per views are all constantly all the time and you know a lot of these things feel rushed you know and when they're put out and it shows on tv and when you're yeah. watching it like you the viewer can tell like eh, yeah how yeah. much stuff are they put into that segment <laughs> so <laughs> right you know that's kind of how it felt to me no i agree i agree uh you know hopefully they can get some better writers and 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 work that out because they're they have a great company they just need to kind of get a hold of it and and really yeah. flesh out the storylines and tighten up being it shows because the two best matches of the night actually benefited from really strong storylines and build-ups exactly exactly it works see you guys like the formula works you gotta stick to it That's Tony right. Khan, if you're watching this podcast listen to some fans that really give a shit about what you're yes. doing all right we're old school fans we've been fans since you've been fans like we're, we're yeah. you, we've been fans we've been fans as long as you have been tony probably older than you, Tony Khan. All right, yeah. Yeah. definitely Jason. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> Depending on how old Tony is, I'm probably older than him too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm 72, so you know it's all right. You know, uh, got a slip recently. Thank you. It looks good. Right? Check it out. Oh man, that's funny. Fred, uh, Fred's like, Fred's like, are you really 72? Oh shit. Yeah. He meant 27. He meant he's 27. Yeah. He's still trying to figure it out. He's contemplating. Oh, yeah. I thought he was 18. <laughs> he's, he's 18's got a seven month old. He's he, he's gonna be on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, damn, my career is going downhill fast because I'm 37. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I finally made it. 76 76 year old comic here in Los Angeles. It's never too late. It's never, never too, too late, late folks. <laughs> oh man. All right. And then we continue on to the uh, AEW pay-per-view because that's what they call it because it is AEW international championship match uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy with Hook and of course Taz joins the commentary table makes sense makes sense um, versus the Blackpool Combat Clubs John Moxley with Wheeler Yuta my other favorite match of the night yeah you were telling us about this yes. um, I, I love John Moxley quick little uh, anecdote the shield just it was like 13 years or something like that that they the shield like formed as of like two days ago or yesterday and and usa network did a whole thing but they were so petty and they pulled john moxley's photos out of the shield and it was only seth and it was only roman and I, and so then the fans just let them have it they're like you're petty usa you suck just put on like john moxley's a part of this trio like they mentioned 
Dean Ambrose, but there was no image of him. And she's just like, come on. It's, it's so that's, it's uh, so that's, that's standard. That's standard. But, but Vince isn't even the, like, usually that's a Vince move, but he's not even in charge anymore. So yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Maybe a triple H also will carry over, you know, that's, yeah. you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know what I mean? That's so. yeah. Yeah. Come on, son-in-law, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> There's actually no McMahons that are involved anymore in that company, which is crazy to think about. Shane left, Stephanie left, and then Vince just got let go, <laughs> which is crazy to think. Um, He's uh, uh yeah, he, he got let go with uh, with never. no money, no money at all. He's broke. I felt terrible for <laughs> yeah. the guy. Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know. Vince what McMahon is all do. elite. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah, I'm all on. He's going to trim that new mustache of his. God, yeah. What did you call him when he looked like a... If you said Vince looks like a... Uh, I don't know if that's appropriate for the show right now. <laughs> he looks like an... We'll just say he looks like an Italian. He looks like a, a, a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll say he looks like Pepe Le Pew a little bit. You know, with that, there like you that go. mustache. Or yeah. got a Salvador Dali thing going on a little bit, too. You know? Yeah. Going, going a little or, bit for Mussolini, whatever you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, exactly. Oh man, so um, this match, what do we think? Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy with Hook versus Blackpool's John Moxley. Yeah, yeah, another another match where you got Mox bleeding like like you never like insane amount of blood, but that's just what Moxley does. He's always getting busted open, so when you ever have a Moxley match, you know it's going to be blood. But yeah. Good match, man. I love I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's like so unique, and I know not everybody likes that like that uniqueness that he has. But for me, it's cool, and I think he uh, it was cool to see Moxley let him you know you know put him over and and keep that title on him and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, yeah. And you, this was your one of your favorite matches, so we already know. Yeah. Um, I I personally yeah. Orange is great. I love that persona. And you're right. It's kind of like polarizing. I feel like that character would never get over in WWE. Like they would never, they would never let that happen. So that's what I do appreciate about AEW is that they do allow these um, indie styles of characters to, to have some, uh, get the, get the spotlight more. Yeah. Well, here's what I really liked about the match. I like the fact that, First of all, that whole rivalry since it started has been really strong. They've both um, competed really hard. And I like that Moxley has made um, Orange Cassie look like a million bucks. Yeah. Both of them come out of these matches really strong. But Orange Cassidy prior to this, especially since he came from an indies background where he was kind of a comedy act. Yeah. It's elevated him to a point where now we can take him seriously yeah like he's in these matches where he's taking a vicious beating as well as dishing them out and now being considered a serious competitor to other people on the roster mm -hmm. versus just your um underdog comedy act and i thought that this rivalry as well as this match accomplished that really well mm -hmm. and they're both great performers so fair enough yeah no i agree um and he deserves he's a great worker so he he should he should be um getting the push but at some point i think the character has to be has to evolve a little bit so that it it
complements the style of work that is I necessary. I think it did that slightly with this rivalry, though. That's what it I'm saying. It's yeah. going in the right direction. It is. It is. If they continue this way. But he needs opponents like a Moxley to make yes. that happen. So um, yeah, I mean, I think we also see that like the fighting champion that is Orange Cassidy, and that he can hang with the best of them. And uh, last night just was another good showing for him that shows like I can hang with the top guys. That's right. That's absolutely true. Okay, I, um, I have to say I did mention the Texas Death Match was my favorite match, but I think my favorite um, character right now is this next part of this next match, and that's the AEW Women's World Championship match. Um, Tony Storm and this this version of like she's this black and white like. You know, she's in that she time travels and like she's in the it kind of gives like a little bit of like a Marilyn Monroe esque type of it's kind of like a 30s and 40s feel. Yeah. Like 30s, 40s Hollywood. And I love it. I, I think it works. And and her yeah. and she, she's got she that great delivers. Vibe and all that. Yeah. She delivers on the on the um the facial expressions and, and, and her verbiage that she uses, but like all of it. And she's already like, you know, she has the accent, so like that helps. But like I think um <laughs> obviously she wins this match against uh uh Hikaru Shida. Um but it's she wins the title but then the 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 facial expression when she's just laying there in the middle of the ring. To me like that was that was the, that was like the culmination of that character. Like she has the eyes for it. She's gorgeous by the way, but she also has the eyes for it and like the the facial mouth expression to like like oh she's in shock. But like she creates that and I don't know if other I don't know if another female wrestler could pull this off like how she's pulling it off. I love it, man. I think I think it's a great, great uh, uh, character for her to play. She, like you said, that she fits it perfectly. She 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 handles it right. I mean, you're talking from, like the Tony Storm role with the uh, you know the little uh, stripe under her eye, like that was <laughs> like uh, that oh that look to coming all this way. The iterations that that Tony Storm is now. And it's working like and credit to the creative for letting her just do this and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made the right decision by putting the belt on on her last night. And she's she can definitely carry it. It's intriguing. Eyes are on her. Good news by AEW. Absolutely. Don't call it a belt. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I agree with you guys on a lot of points. Tony Storm's always been very, very talented. Yeah. That was one of the reasons she was such a hot prospect um, earlier on in her career with a lot of these uh, organizations. I think that her getting this character, though, has been a vast improvement in terms of character work. Mm-hmm. She's always been great in the ring, a great worker, but this character just encapsulates like her creativity and who she really is. I think that's one of the reasons why she ended up leaving WWE because she felt restricted mm-hmm. with what they wanted to do with her character, mm-hmm. and now it's good to see her shine doing what she actually enjoys doing and it shows yeah my only critique of this match and it's not a big critique but i just found myself laughing is the fact that that tray was so obviously out of her (laughs) i mean it wasn't even subtle it was like hanging up by a thread and the referee absolutely does not see this (laughs) that's true but I think she even played that. Well. That's why I'm not critiquing it that bad because yeah. Tony Storm herself knew this thing was hanging by a thread, 
and she played it up with facial expressions like, oh, the referee does not know. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. let me go. Wait, wait. It backs up again yeah. before she does the, uh, you know, the rear <laughs> event. It, was, it was well done. It so, was. like, I'm able to suspend my belief and overlook the referee's ignorance just because of, again, her character work. So that was that was great. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, it, for sure, for sure. I'm like the whole time the thing's just like dangling off her butt cheek. It shines like, too. Hey, it's hey, under the light. How do you not see this? I, I like oh, the referee missed it. And I was like, but the referee's staring right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we didn't. I think you're right. Her character's so over the top. It's so big. It's refreshing. It's different. And we buy into it, so we're like we, we don't look any, you know, any mistakes or anything. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, it was a happy accident, and I think it makes it, it this um this character and the approach and the whole the whole thing kind of gets me to like broken Matt Hardy type of like character. You know, it's like something you don't expect but it's intriguing it's it's alternative it's not yeah it, it works. takes you to another universe that's what it does universe <laughs> See what you i don't even think wwe calls it universe anymore yeah but uh <laughs> well in that case it's a belt damn it <laughs> it is a belt yeah. oh my god so that match concludes. Congrats to Tony Storm. Um, well deserved. Um, she even gets her bouquet of flowers from <laughs> Mariah May, who walked out after the uh, match. Um, then we cut to Renee, Renee uh, Paquette, um, with with the ROH World Champion Eddie Kingston. And this is what I was alluding to earlier that he said he was going to put up his belt, both of both of his belts with each defense, with each defense for this, um, the the strong open weight championship and the ROH World Championship, uh, or sorry, the New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship. Um, that's intriguing because because now, do we think he's gonna? I mean, like. Because now it's like, oh, he's got to win. But then it's like, is he going to lose the titles? How is it going to work? He doesn't have to win. It's not like it's set in stone. This is one of those times where, depending on the competitors in the tournament, Mm. he might very well lose. You know, we don't don't know. It actually does build up some sort of intrigue to who can actually win this triple crown. Because the winner of the tournament is going to win all those belts because they're all going to be on the line. Right. And the interesting part about that tournament again the the pay-per-view in which it happens so or whatever they call these premium events well no these guys got pay-per-views because yeah (laughs) in any case it's on december 30th in long island yeah and that's the day before the war of 2024 begins that's right that's right in long island the bidding war the bidding war that's right um That's crazy. Yeah, what do you think, Jason? Uh, I think the AEW has way too many belts. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's uh, a little confusing to the average fan. I can't even keep up with the amount of belts that they have, but uh, kudos to Eddie Kingston for putting the belts on the line. I don't think Eddie Kingston can do any wrong in the fans' eyes, win or lose. I think it's all good. I just think that this tournament will hopefully be refreshing. They might have some surprise people that come into the tournament. Not sure. that I know or anything. It's just a 
think it would be a good time to do something like that, like bring in a Dolph Ziggler or, uh, you know, Goldberg if he wants yeah. to, uh, if he want, if, if they want to have an early Hanukkah present, you know, for AEW. But uh, no, if Goldberg wants that triple crown, I'm I'm gonna stop watching the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too what? much. Too much. Goldberg <laughs> screwed Brett. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, man. I think uh, I don't know, man. I think we shall see because you also alluded to thinking that the devil was going to be. Uh, well, I don't know if you said Goldberg is the devil, but you said Goldberg would come back at, at full gear. Uh, no, I, I, I thought that the, the devil uh, was going to be CM Punk. You said it said yes, right. You said you you said it could be Simark, and I actually was hoping you were right because I actually like Punk in AEW a lot more than in WWE because yeah. I I don't know if he's going to be able to have this be the same Punk in WWE. It's going to be I know he's going to have a lot more pull just because of his legend. He's probably going to get a Legends contract, but it's uh yeah I don't know I. They still haven't revealed the devil, by the way, either. So we don't know. We uh, at any point in 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 uh, full gear, they did not mention the devil. So it didn't even come up. It didn't even come. It didn't up. even come up, which is interesting, right? You, everyone expected it to come up. So is it coming up um, on Dynamite this Wednesday, or is it not? We shall see. Like you know, that's that's going to lead to the next chapter of all of this. But what do you think? You think it's going to be Punk, and we've been swerved? I don't think it's going to be Punk. No. Only reason I see that it might not be Punk is because it's just it seemed like an angle that he would probably approve of even doing himself, like something mm-hmm. that he would run with. He's more of like a realism based yeah. character, but um, at the same time, that would be a good swerve if it was. I think maybe I don't know. Maybe it could be Adam Cole himself. Oh, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, or maybe it's Brit. <laughs> Brit. <laughs> Brit can be my devil. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I could see uh, uh, that. That would that would be intriguing. Uh, Roderick Strong could be. It could be another one. I just feel like whoever it's gonna be, it's gotta be as epic as when the higher power was Vince McMahon back in the day, right? You guys remember that when it was like, like the Shane McMahon that comes out. Oh my God, Shane. Like old time WCW when he showed up in WCW television. Yeah, um, I bought WCW. WCW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I bought WCW. Oh my god! The only organization WWE that would actually introduce God as a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm intrigued about the double um, angle. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, cool. Next match. Uh. Tag team championship ladder match. Oh, this was my other favorite match. I had I had the Texas Death match. This yeah. match was amazing to me. I thought they did a great job, um, and, and the spots uh, were very well. Or uh, like some of the some of the spots that Brody King did was insane. Um, like oh, yeah. some of those skull crushers on the ladders that actually broke. Yeah, it did have great spots on that. It had great spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of yeah, uh, I love I love every member of of um, the the k- kings of the Black Throne. I guess is what they're called. Well, that's the um, that's the tag team, the House of Black. House of Black, yeah, match. House of Black, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was um, uh, it was FTR, it was Big Bill, uh, 
and absolute <laughs> <laughs> an absolute Ricky Stark, <laughs> as he does. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and then LFI and yeah, Kings of the Black Throne. Amazing! I thought it was amazing. Everybody got got a moment, got their moments in this match. Um, I felt uh, probably Big Bill had like the least interesting out of all of them. Um, he did a choke slam just on the mat. I was like, dude, you have like 20 ladders around you. Like, <laughs> like it was like his spots were kind of like a letdown. I thought there was like a few things he did that were just kind of like mid for the type of match that this was. That was weird to me because how can Big Bill not have a spot when a couple of matches earlier um, you have um, what's his name? Um, Darby Allen taking that bump on the side yeah. of the ring yeah. from Luchasaurus. And you mean to tell me a guy like Big Bill could have done something to somebody else in that match? Right. But guys, he's seven feet tall and you can't teach that. All right. Clearly can't teach that <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That guy, that guy needs to come back with Enzo Amore and form that. Oh my and God, dude. I, I share that. I share the same sentiment. I think, I think uh, Enzo and and Cass were uh, were Big great. Cass. Big Cass, yeah, <laughs> they were um, they were great, man. Um, and I know they had a falling out after they got let go, but um, they're I, I think they reunited for like a small stint on the independent circuit. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I can't get behind Big Bill. Yeah, Big Bill, I mean, it's so dumb. I just said. Yeah, I mean, you went from big, you went from big cast to W Morrissey to Big Bill. I mean, yeah, he's got a great presence, but like that name just can't. I can't get behind the name. But it's a good tag team. They do they do well. Uh, I I still wish FTR had the belts. The way they lost the belt was just like so random about how they lost it. But you know, I think yeah. at this point they got to keep the belts on. You know, so. Right. I feel like they could have called him Big Cash. If you're going to call him Big Bill, Big Bill, like it's 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 the same idea. Big Cash and you're paying homage to Big Cash and also like you're not going to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, there you go. You know, There's a Big Bill. Yeah, Big Bill just sounds like it's on that like, you know, what was that show when we watched as kids like School of School of uh, like School of Rock? When they were like, you know what I'm saying? Like the big, uh, uh, it was like, the, I'm just a bill. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it just takes me to those days. But anyway, yeah. yeah. And his his lack of spots didn't help uh, this right. uh, this take either. Um, so yeah, uh, who won this match? Um, the Pebble. The big, big Pebble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pebble, uh, the Pebble won the match. Ricky Stark. Absolutely. Yeah, I like him. I like Ricky Stark. He's like a miniature version of The Rock. That's why he's the rock off the yeah, yeah, yeah. rock off the uh, rock off uh, off of Wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it was a good match uh, all around. I thought. I don't know. Did you guys expect another team to win it, or did you? Are you surprised by the finish, or what? No, no. Nah, I thought I thought they were going to keep the belts on them. Yeah. I mean, you don't just like beat FTR and then they just take the belts off of you. FTR is to me the best tag team in all of professional wrestling currently. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that they they they're behind them. They're going to push them. They they think that, that there's they're going to sell merch or whatever, and so yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, the company's really strongly behind Ricky Starks, I've noticed. Yeah. He's already held a couple of titles, and they really put him in the forefront of some of these people's cross angles. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't see them losing. It was interesting, though, to find out that um, um, Brody was from Van Nuys. Yeah. Yeah, when they said that, they said that. I mean, right? he does do Van shows Nuys. out here in San, San Fernando, yeah. those hardcore shows. I mean, our friend, I mean, he's always talking yeah. about that. Yeah. But, um, it was interesting yeah, he has to a band. find out that, yeah. yeah, he is out here in uh, from the Valley in Van Nuys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, they're like, where's Ricky Starks from? Forgot that, but they're like, uh, Ricky, or wherever he's from, and then oh anyway, no, Ricky Starks, but uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Alistair Black. Al, not, not, where's Alistair Black? Black. Is the guy Alistair. Black. Alistair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, and they're like Malachi Black from here, and uh, yeah, from uh, um, Amsterdam. 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 And then. And they're like, and where do you came from? Van Nuys. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? That's funny, actually. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I, I think Brody is great, uh, and those that that group deserve deserves like individually. Those guys deserve like a, a big push, including Malachi Black. I think he he sh- he should be in a title run at some point. Well, somebody yeah. in that faction finally got something for themselves, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we got the TBS Championship match. It was Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue. Uh I'm 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 taking a liking to Sky Blue. She she's a newer she's she's got this persona, the the makeup, all of that. I'm very uh, interested in her um her push, yeah. Yeah, she's got uh, the whole. I think she's got the whole package, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Julia wins the match. Um, Julia Hart. So House of Black actually takes home a title. There you yeah, go. Yeah, they were losers, losers all night, and nowhere. Julia Hart with that. If you want to get it done right, let the ladies do it. But I will let say, the lady do it. My yeah. least favorite match. <laughs> <laughs> He could have just kept that out. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I gotta be real. It just didn't have any storyline pushing it not that anybody really took notice of. The the ring ring work was good. You know, I'm not going to say anything was bad about the match, but on a card like this. Um, it had it to just, be. It had to be placed here, though. It couldn't have been placed anywhere else. No, I understand yeah. the placement of yeah, it. I'm not yeah. critiquing the placement. I'm just saying yeah. it was a solid match, but yeah. it wasn't something that stood out storyline wise or even um, spot-wise, mm-hmm. or rest, just a solid wrestling. Like, you guys even talk about one storyline in the women's division that AEW has truly done well and executed? I can't. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they lost uh, the former, T- the former, former TBS champion, Jade Cargill. They lost her to WWE. She yeah, was... She's, I th- gone, she's gone missing them. No one knows what happened to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> So yeah, I would say the finish of this match was interesting. Is like when uh, Julia stole the pinfall, like stole it from uh, Chris Statlander. Um, she did. She gave the finish, and then Julia pushed her off, and and then she took the pin. I thought that was cool. Like you don't see that all that happen that often. It was appropriate. Because yeah, because she was a smaller competitor, and it made the match uh, finish believable. Yeah, exactly. And as Taz said it. Man, she stole that win, and it was perfectly done. <laughs> That's <Awesome>. literally. 
that's yeah. literally her faction is a heel faction You're too. Right. So right. that was a heel thing to do to yeah. take the uh, victory from someone else. It was, it was appropriate. But they're the type of heels that get cheered. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah, and she's so. actually the youngest uh, AEW champion that they've ever. Oh had, wow! So. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, I I didn't know that. That's cool. And then here comes the bruv. Here comes the announcement. Yes, uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring, your favorite. Uh, blockbuster, <laughs> blockbuster contract signing. Uh, it should be a Netflix contract signing because <laughs> Blockbuster is, a, is out of business. But uh, Will Ospreay walks down. He's the big surprise that Tony Khan has been hinting at. Um, and then he comes in the ring just to say, not yet. <laughs> Hear me out, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, bro, do me a favor. Uh, I'll be here in a few months. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So give me the millions, bro, right now. I'll also go to Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Which was actually rumor. He did the He did the lick. <laughs> he did the pen lick after he signed. Um, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Who's got some... Now let's, get, let's get fucked up at the bar and smash beer bottles on our heads. All right, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a couple more points to drink. <laughs> so what do we... Okay, I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm just curious... What is the what is the what is there to win by introducing a wrestler that can't technically be full time yet with your company? Like to to announce them in the middle of your pay per view, to announce them just for them to immediately say, "I have bad news. I can't actually." Like usually when they say I have bad news, it's a work. Like it's some sort of angle, but this is just real. Like he's just not able to join them on a full time basis. What is the win there then to, to announce it? This is purely a uh, Tony Khan uh, ego thing, uh, in my opinion. This was this, this was to say F you to WWE Triple H that you know you, you, you didn't sign him and I did. So yeah. that's all that was. I mean, that's fine, but he could just put that on his website. It doesn't have to be. I mean, I get what you're saying, but it almost is like premature. Just like TNA saying they're TNA when they're not TNA yet, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, it's a, uh, well, yeah. What, I, what? Again, they're all petty. At the end of the day, these guys are grown ass men that act like five year old kids. They want to show off their new toy and say, "Hey, I have this and you don't." Right, but I also don't. I have this, but I don't have it yet. It's like, no, no, no. My mom got me the PlayStation Five, but it's on pre order. It'll be here in three months. This reminds me of when my when I was a little fob boy in America, and my cousin who was living here like his whole life, he was like, "Oh, dude." You should buy Sega Saturn. It's like the hottest thing on the block. I went and bought Sega Saturn. A week later, N64 comes out, and I see it in his house. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. You knew that. You knew that, and you didn't tell me. You know what? It could be, again, one of those <laughs> FU moments because maybe they do have some inside information. If CM Punk really did come back at Survivor Series, maybe this was like to uh, mm. a PR move to counteract and soften that blow, but I don't know what good it would do. I'm just saying maybe that's how Tony Khan thinks. Maybe. I want, I, yeah. No, no, I just, I feel like it's uh, the punk thing, uh, even though it's in Chicago and all that, I, I don't know if that's that's the move. I, I, I kind of don't want him to show up in Survivor Series. If he's come back to WWE, let it happen at the Rumble because that would make the 10-year mark of him. That was his last appearance in WWE, technically in the ring. Yes, he did the whole SmackDown thing on Fox, but it, it was uh, like the 10 year mark of him being, and it was Royal Rumble was his last time appearing in the ring. To have him come back 10 years later, 
that makes a lot more sense. But anyway, what are your thoughts? It just to me, I, yeah, I, I I totally get what you're saying. To me, like if they were trying to do that, like you're saying, Fred, like uh, why would they bring somebody like Will Osprey into to me that really truly doesn't have the star power? The average fan, like if you bring somebody in like that to try to like say to the, we're gonna get CM Punk coming in there, it doesn't make any sense because like you're gonna build that much hype. Like the average fan doesn't really know who Will Osprey is. The average fan knows CM Punk all day, every day. So, so if they were trying to make a splash last night, it didn't really get to be that that well. It didn't really work. Yeah, yeah. As a whole, that contract signing was a bit disappointing. I get it. Willis Osprey has been a great talent, done a lot of great work in uh, New Japan for a very long time, Mm -hmm. and he is he is very very good at what he does. That being said, you're talking about a guy that was literally fresh off a pay-per-view at Impact Graveyard Wrestling about a month ago. So Take like, it easy. <laughs> for that to be your major signing, um, yeah, that's that was like a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> hey, only- Impact Wrestling is like Thomas, uh, Thomas the Engine, you know what I mean? It's just a little engine that good. Everyone shits on all the time, but it, just, it keeps moving, it's man. Moving. Here, we are, here we are 20 years later. It's still there. It's insane. Yeah. Man. So anyway, we shall see what comes of the whole Will Ospreay uh, experience. Um, and yeah, we'll do a whole other episode on on Punk and what where he's when when he's showing up. Um, okay, the match of the night. I think we all agree, the Texas Death Match. Um, Hangman with versus Swerve Strickland and Unana. That's my name. Uh, Prince Prince Nana. Uh, being on his side, doing his little, sw- what is it? Is it the swerve? What is the dance that he does? I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's funky. It's funky. It's funky, yeah. It's like a voodoo dance. Yeah, right. Um, I like that Hangman didn't wait for his music to hit. He started the match. He just went after Swerve because that made the story make sense. And it was it was a perfect way to start the match. Um, I was actually hoping that would happen before he did it. And I was like, great. Um yeah, it felt like a real fight, and of course, a lot of blood. Uh, even Taz was like, "This is," <laughs> he's like, "I feel like I'm back in Philly. This is wild." Um, that's a literal quote from Taz announcing this match. But even Taz was uncomfortable at some points watching the match. So that tells you how gruesome it did get. Um, Swerve, Swerve was really—he got a big one, big gash on his head. Um, yeah. Do we do we like do we like do we think there's a lot of kids that are watching AEW and and uh, do or do we think that they're and I know that we can look this up but just guessing their demographic I'm assuming is a lot more like our age and probably like twenty year olds so I, I don't otherwise I don't think they could do this type of I think of it's twenty five and above to like the like forties and fifties yeah their main demographic. But I'll say this, even if there's kids watching, I mean, I, I guess I'm not a parent, so I'm not qualified, but I'll say this. Maybe this just speaks to my parents' parenting because uh, I don't know if they were great at times or not, but <laughs> I used to watch matches with blood when I was a kid. Oh, me too. I mean, yeah. I didn't grow up wanting to bust people open. Yeah, yeah. I just took it as like, yo, these guys are professionals and you get hurt sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree with that. Um but I also think us 
growing up was very different than what it is now. Like, true, I th- you know, true. And, 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 and I know you have a A W F T Now I know you have a seven month old, so you can't really give a parent's opinion on this. Uh, or maybe you can, I don't know. But, uh, what are your thoughts overall on the, on the amount of gore that was in this match? My son watched the whole death match with me, man. He thought it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's already he started jumping off the couch, doing elbow drop and the whole thing, man. So, man, your son is very developed at some yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of it, he's like, ooh, yeah, dig it, dig it. But he, uh, you know, you know, you know. So, man, it was it was it was nuts, man. Uh, absolutely nuts. ECW all the way, like all the way. Uh, and and um, you know, there was times when I was a kid and I was watching ECW, watching like New Jack and yeah. all those guys, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is really happening right now. But uh, that match last night was very similar to that, and it kind of brought me back to the OG AEW match between Dustin Rhodes and. And Cody Rose, where that was complete bloodbath, yeah. um, which 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 all, which all I think it was all in or whatever. But that that was like, oh man, AEW is going to be incredible. We have to reduce all that. And there's been a lot of stuff like that, other types of that. But this match, I thought, just was executed like perfectly. I was kind of tuning out of the pay per view. I, I said until that match came on, and 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 I was like saying, doing the whole holy shit chance like you know towards the middle of it and it was it was nuts man it was absolutely nuts and like i said it's not for everybody but wow that was a special fucking match they put on it was. <laughs> so, 100%. if i had to nitpick one thing about that match and this is really me drawing straws here so i'm not really trying to nitpick at all but i don't know how i feel about Brian Cage's involvement in that match. I think that match was just yes. fine without him getting involved. It was already perfect. But again, it didn't take away either. That's just me drawing straws. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, obviously they're going somewhere with that angle, but you know, um, yeah, I thought it was good. It got, it gave me a little bit like at at some points when when Swerve was just sitting there while they were counting, <laughs> or when the ref was counting to ten for Adam Page. And it was like the amount of blood coming down. It, it reminded me of that promo by Ric Flair when he like starts hitting himself in the head, and then there's and then it wouldn't stop, and then it wouldn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> I love the comedy. Like you mentioned that match too. Like there's that one spot where uh, Prince Nana drags um, Swerve yeah. out by the feet, and Swerve's just like, yeah. like this, and he's doing the little right, dance. right, right, right. <laughs> like, look, he's standing. Yeah, yeah he's standing. Yeah. Like hard way, like you think, like like how Brock Lesnar hard ways all the time. Like he actually gets yeah. cut off. Well, I mean, you said you saw a huge gash from Swerve Strickland. I think that him. was a cut. I think that that was something he 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 bladed himself. The on blood that. looked real. Oh, the like, blood was real. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, like when you're saying whether or not they cut, even when they blade, you know, like sometimes the way it comes down, this looked like fresh, like not yeah. like a reopened wound. Right. Um. I think it was a blade job, and I think he just cut too deep, and yeah. that's why it was. The... Does Hangman Page have hepatitis? Did you see that when he swallowed 
swear Strickland's blood into his mouth. Oh, that was a oh. spot that was crazy. That yeah. was like really you're not worried about your health at this point. Right. Well yeah, then like, yeah. <laughs> that's true, huh? We have to well, <laughs> we shall see. Well, we'll just <laughs> the butcher about all that. Yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. call the butcher, man. Where was he last night? I'll tell you. That was perfect for him. Yeah, that guy also would know whether or not someone has hepatitis C. But uh, oh yeah, that, he's 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 got he's got all the he's got all the viruses all over his forehead, man. All those all those on a positive on a positive note tonight for me this was uh, for Strickland this was his Steve Austin moment. I agree. He got over like remember when he passed out to the sharpshooter yeah. but they didn't quit the, the the double turn yeah where they finally got on steve austin's side yeah i feel like for swerve strickland that was the night uh last night was definitely him fully getting over with the fans yeah 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 like i've been having a hard time getting behind swerve strickland but that, yeah, last night i was like no he credits do a credit do. absolutely absolutely yeah you comparing it to mania 13 and uh our good friend Jason here, he interviewed Brett about that. And uh, we can we can add that link to our to our description here for people who want to uh, subscribe to Jason's uh, channel as well on YouTube. Um, we're all wrestling marks over here, man. We all love this shit. Um, but anyway, so that match was good. My favorite spot, psychological. It was a psychological moment. It was a great finish with the chain, but hanging hangman. I thought that was kind of... Uh, like that was a great that was a that great was poetic justice. it was poetic it was poetic <laughs> i honestly didn't think that swerve was going to win this match especially because like of all of the like going into his house and then that final promo last wednesday when hangman like went off on him and they couldn't touch each other obviously because that would have meant the match was off that was a stipulation and and i thought the promo was so strong that even if they wanted swerve to go over I thought that that made it feel like Hangman's going to win this match, but yeah. we got swerved, so it was it was great. I I liked it. it you know who was happy with that swerve? <laughs> swerve. Your boy CM Punk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, man. Oh man, that was yeah. I want I want an I want CM Punk Adam Page down the road to have their like Shawn Michaels Bret Hart like hashing it out moment like. I want them to get back in the ring and finish their program because they had a good program. All the backstage bullshit aside, they had a good program, I thought. And but, they, did. Uh, they did. I'd like to see CM Punk versus Hangman Page versus Seth Rollins because that is some serious uh, Oh, my God, yeah. Them. Yeah, because Seth, Seth is has, he, he's not crazy about Punk. I don't know the if it's a, or not. I don't know. It's, they, do good, they do a good job. But also last night... When that when that one spot happened with the barbed wire when it hit the uh, hangman page and it pulled his hair out. Oh yeah, it was on his face. It was like pulling on his oh, face. Yeah. I was like, How did you guys make like how did you guys even come up with that spot? Or was that just an accident? Was that was definitely an, an accident, but it added to the match for sure. Uh, <laughs> I think you know the match on it <laughs> right now. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um it also reminded me of another AEW match, which between Chris Jericho and Nick Gage, if you remember that match from like a year ago. Uh, they pizza had cutter. Yeah, 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 a pizza cutter. Yeah, that that was that was <laughs> that was another great match. I never, 
I never expected Jericho to take a match like that, but I'm so glad that he did. But um, yeah, amazing match. We all agree this match was great um, from all angles. Uh, okay, tag team titles opportunity uh, versus tag team breakup. The Golden Jets, stupid name. I'm not, I'm gonna admit it, the name is very dumb. Speaking of Chris Jericho, Jericho and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. Um, I think Chris Jericho probably has a record for the most different names in wrestling. Like he's always his basis. His base has always been Chris Jericho, but he's been the Lionheart. He's been uh, Corazi, uh, in Spanish. What is it? Corazon de Leon. Uh, and then he was he was also uh, he was the Ayatollah of rock and roller. You know, the names, the names are endless, but they were all well done. He, he's always reinvented his character yeah. according to his name appropriately. I'll say two things about this match to start. I have to take it back. This was my least favorite match. Okay. Sorry, the ladies, they get a step up now. This was my least favorite match. And the second thing is, what is it? With Kenny Omega naming everything after Golden. I mean, literally, the guy could shit out a nugget <laughs> and have a tag team and call it the Golden Nugget. <laughs> and, it, mean, and it's just Jeff Jarrett. He could go to the bathroom <laughs> and call it the Golden Shower. <laughs> like, like, literally, he has Golden Lovers with, um, <laughs> um, what, what's his name? Um, the guy, the, the guy he always tags up with in Japan. Oh, uh, uh, what is it? How, how are we all blanking on, on uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, Ibushi? Uh, yeah. yeah. The golden lovers. I mean, what kind of... Anyway, he's... Yeah. Uh, he's uh, yeah, yeah. He's, there's something about him and golden something that he has an affinity for. I'm not here for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was my least favorite match. I apologize to the ladies. You get <laughs> elevated a step above this one. Because anything that has young bucks to me these days just... It, it gets under my skin. Young Bucks absolutely are overrated, in my opinion. They uh, There was a point in time they were actually, like, they lived up to, to their fame and their name and the super kick parties and all of that. Like, I get it. It was, it was like, it became trendy. But as soon as they started Elite, their egos have gone through the roof. They fractured their relationship with CM Punk. Like and, and I'm not being biased about that. I'm just saying there he's not the only wrestler who's not happy with the Bucks. Um and and it's like they need to either be Tony Khan needs to step in and be like, you guys need to just go back to being wrestlers or, or just even advisors. Don't have legitimate because th what they're turning into is the outsiders. They're turning into Kevin Nash without the charisma. Without the charisma. At least the outsiders could get over because they were still able to talk and, and put on promos and cameras and yeah. still get the fans on their side. Yeah. Um, the Bucks, wh where, where can I start with the Bucks? First of all, at the beginning of their career, they're already Hardy's point five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, but they were talented and I still believe that they are. I'll give them that. Yeah. But they no longer really show that talent in the ring. They turn everything they do into a super kick party. Yeah. I feel like I'm playing uh, with a cheat code on a WWE version of a game. Or, you know, I mean, I guess in this case, um, AEW fight forever. Because <laughs> literally, when you play the game against people online, that's exactly what they do. They super kick all day. Oh my God. Just like the real Bucks. Poor, but yeah. I digress. Yeah. The Bucks, 
have literally get let their career get to their head. Yep. And they're just out of control, and they're not putting half the effort in the ring. In my they were actually removed as EVPs uh, this past week. So, they were removed. Yes! Yeah, that's yes! No way! <laughs> Dude, I did not know this. Okay, you hear it first. <laughs> thank, thank you for the breaking news there. Oh, let's do the, not Brian Danielson, but Daniel Bryan. Yes! 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 yes. <laughs> so that's legit. Okay, so they're taking away, so they're no longer EVPs. Okay, that is... Uh, Great news. I'll say it. Now, hold on. If that's the if that's true, now I could believe the devil being CM Punk, because yeah, that's right. Because the counterfeit bucks are gone are gone from power, and the devil was behind it all. Now well, that would be the counterfeit bucks because they're tearing them right in their entrance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you cool. know. I'm glad to hear what you guys are saying though. Yeah, I'm glad to hear what you guys are saying because, like, I think universally, like, we all as fans cannot stand the Bucks, and mm. and, and like, I don't think you're going to talk to one uh, AEW fan at this point who was like, "Yeah, the Bucks are awesome," because they're not. They just like they and we talk about heels like like doing their job, but the Bucks to me aren't even heels. The Bucks to me are just egomaniacs that shine. Uh, that 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 shines through them when they're on TV. You see it, like it's infectious. The, how ignorant they are in terms of like thinking that like they are the cream of the crop of AEW. When in reality, they're just two talented wrestlers that should be wrestling. That's it. I don't take away from their wrestling ability. They're great wrestlers. It's just I think they're behind the scenes and management. I'm glad they're no longer EVPs. That's amazing. Um, I gotta go look into that, and unless, uh, yeah, I just have to. I just need to see what caused that to happen, because if if, if at any moment that should have happened, that should have been when Punk was still in the company, or is he in the company? Well, perhaps new evidence has surfaced that has caused the Bucks to be removed from power. Maybe I mean, you know you, you don't. You, what is the thing they say? Like you're you you don't cherish someone till they're gone. And maybe maybe Punk was telling the truth. He's always the truth teller. Tell me when I'm telling lies. That's what he always said on TV. Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> yeah. 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 I loved it, man. That makes me want Punk back even more. Not even And his ice cream bars. Yeah, that WWE ice cream bars. Let's get it going. Now they'll I just love, have I love Punk and I love Punk. Oh <laughs> so man, he, he was, was great. He was AEW needs Punk back there. I hope he comes back to AEW. I I don't the fact that he came back, period, and it was after seven years of absence, and it was an AW, like that created a whole new chapter of it. So now the W going back to WWE isn't even as sexy as it would have been if he just came back the first time. Well, but, it suits his style too. It's the place, the environment that, like, where his style fits in. Yeah, like we've seen him in WWE. It's a more tame version of Punk. This place allows him to be the type of wrestler that he wants to be. He belongs yeah. there. I'd rather see him in WWE than not at all. Right. But I do prefer him in AEW. I agree. I agree. The, uh, AEW should be where he's at. And um, Tony Khan, just please forgive him. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he didn't mean to hit you uh, at all in. But, I mean, even his last match, if that was his last match, amazing. Like how? Do, what a way to go out! 
So I, I think it's but, all a work, man. And I think it's a, this is this is going to be the ultimate long term storytelling. So uh, Are you serious? That that would be amazing because yeah, then because yeah. I'm I fully bought into the fact that they fired him, and I think they did fire him. Um, maybe they fired him, and then they had to sit down and said, "Listen, you showed that you're a hothead," <laughs> which I don't. That's a fair assessment of Punk. He in backstage, he's very passionate and he does things he shouldn't. But putting his hand on the boss, do you think that didn't happen or it did happen? I don't think that happened. You don't think it happened? Oh my god! Okay. Even if it did happen, let's just say it did happen. It happened in the heat of the moment, right? Maybe it was right for Tony Khan to fire him at that moment to set precedent for the company. Yeah. But Mitch to you. Yeah. Is it something you can overlook down the road? And if so, why would it be any surprising news to find out that CM Punk was just a couple of months later rehired as a result of cooler heads prevailing? Yes. And and maybe the EVP thing is part of the deal. Maybe he says I'll come back if if these jabronis are no longer <laughs> they created a show for him he did they gave exactly. Him his own show. exactly they created collision. collision to be cm punk show they in my opinion uh they needed to they were get you know they were they knew that they can't compete with wwe at this point um and and as much as they tried to bring they can bring in whoever they want like wwe is the machine it's going to be like that for a long time until you know aw might be 20 something years old and then have a chance at that but but they need they know they need cm punk and they need good long-term storytelling as a wrestling fan since like i was a kid watching uh, this religiously for so many years uh my belief is that he's coming back and and we're all we all got sport so i hope so i really hope so and and uh that really makes me more intrigued in the in the devil character now because i feel like have they i don't think they've announced it on tv have they like they haven't announced that the evps are no longer or or the bucks no it was no you can look it up it was just it was just dropping it was like it's not like a big announcement okay okay the bucks have stepped i mean that's not a kayfabe thing it's just like the bucks have stepped down as evps uh and they're going to be wrestlers if they do bring back cm punk though i'll just say this i hope that well, it's not a hope. I don't think, actually, that they're going to bring him back in uh, uh, the same capacity. I think they're just going to bring him back as a wrestler because at this point, I think Tony Khan has uh, literally pretty much made it official that Brian Danielson is pretty much his second in command now and yeah. is really happy with his position. And also, it takes a lot of pressure off of Punk and allows him just to be the wrestler that he wants yes. to be instead of dealing with the backstage politics that he hates. Yeah. Um, he already stole the show because we stopped talking about the match that we were going to Yeah, he about. stole the show. Right? <laughs> yeah. He stole the punk. You're not even there and you're stealing the show. I love it. I love it. Uh, but exactly. So um, Omega and uh, <laughs> the best part of this match wasn't really the match itself, but it was uh, Don Callis's commentary. It the was hot dog. Her, yeah, the hot dogs. The hot dogs commentary. It was pretty It was pretty hilarious. Him, him saying like... Uh, I think you got the history wrong. You got to thank me for that. <laughs> just like, like the way he kept taking the sunshine or the spot, the, like the shine of like the legacy of Kenny and, and Chris. <laughs> it was fun. I really like how he just takes that. But anyway, uh, Jericho and Omega, the golden jets, <laughs> they win. 
They win this match. They get to keep their cheap name. And they take the t- tag team title opportunity away from the Bucks. And the Bucks became the children that they we all think they are. And they started to throw a tantrum. And um, at despite Kenny Omega's efforts to try to make men's, they were poor ch- children about it and stormed off. Um, they did this already. They did the same thing when they teamed up with uh, FTR. Yeah. They refuse to shake their head. Yeah. They're just being their selves on TV. Right. Petty selves. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's true. Um, yeah. Nothing golden about this match. Other than the uh, the hot dog. It was hard to get into it because like you just had that Texas death match. We were like, we were on such a high. This, you know, when you have a match like this, although it had. You know, great talent in there like we were all like kind of just energy depleted after we watched it's such a crazy match like that and then you're doing all these crazy spots i mean omega is he is the best out machine i mean he's amazing but you know come on yeah. you can't you can't top if we just watch you know yeah. so yeah. but you know at the, and uh it, it's a shame because the talent in that in this match uh being jericho and and omega they're they're great and they deserved they probably shouldn't have followed that match maybe they could have preceded that match that might have been a better order but um, yeah. they were stuck between two huge matches the Texas death match and this main event so um, yeah. so you know that's it's a it's a tricky spot on the card anyway it happened so we'll see where that goes um, but yeah Jericho man leave it to him to keep reinventing himself <laughs> um, I think Jericho came up with the name Golden Jets sounds like a very Jericho thing you, you know. think Jericho did it? Not Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the I Jets like, part. The Jets yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Omega's like, good. He's like, Jets, let's do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like such a Jericho. You just made the list. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That was one of my, one of my favorite uh, Jericho characters was the uh, list. Him maybe and, one day he'll bring it back for Him and life. Kevin Owens were one of the best. Like, so funny. That was just, awesome. Were just amazing. Yeah. Hilarious. Canadians are funny. Who would have known? Um, okay, going to the main event is going to be uh, Zach Gowan. I mean, Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> uh, um, on crutches, coming to the ring. He couldn't even do his entrance because he was crippled. It's like he had to sit and like roll like, like he was a rotisserie into the ring and then just do the boom. But anyway. It was uh, I know. it was a very sad boom. <laughs> it was a very sad boom. Like his finger got caught in his depressed beard. It was very, yeah. It was not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I should be. I should say correct. Not not his wife. Not his wife. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think they're. But yeah, let's still have a chance. He's booking a flight to Pittsburgh right now, man. Right now, yeah. yeah. Take her uh, Pittsburgh jersey. She'll 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 marry you. (laughs) Um, so uh, Jay White is is basically chopping at the bits for for basically he even lied down. He did the he did the Kevin Nash. Uh, He lied down uh, to make fun. He said you want you want to get a head start to to Adam Cole. Uh, doesn't happen, of course. Here comes MJF, the original devil. 
He comes over and uh, everybody's scumbag is here. He's he's limping. Between the two of them, they make one <laughs> one abled wrestler. Uh, so you got MJF coming. Obviously, MJF's leg injury is a work. Uh, I refuse to believe that's anything uh, real, especially with the spots in this match. Um, we all know Cole's injury is real. Anyway, he comes in. He 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 sells it pretty well. I I am. I scoff a little bit at MJF's overacting. I feel like he overacts at sometimes, um, and I I I do believe it'll, he'll get better at that. But yeah, he he kind of overdoes the uh, the physical parts, and and um, it's kind of like more like Ric Flair esque from the '80s, like the the selling, you know. <laughs> And, and and that kind of selling doesn't really hit anymore, in my opinion, in in, in today's wrestling. I kind of don't know if he sold that well at all because like he didn't. Sell there it were well. times where like he oversold it when it didn't need to be oversold, and there were times where he didn't sell it at all when clearly it needed to be sold. It was like completely off. I feel like tonight. And I rarely say this about MJF because I actually like MJF. Yeah. I really like his character work. I like him as a wrestler. I think for the most part, his matches are great. But this particular match right here, this was him not going to the um, not going to the hospital in that ambulance. Yeah. It was him visiting WWE headquarters and exchanging spirits with Super Cena. Coming back to the arena and channeling his inner Cena to be able to win this match. There you go. <laughs> I don't see injuries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no I see burials. <laughs> because that's what this was. Yeah. Let's be real. That's what this was. It was a Jay White burial. Yeah. This match did not make Jay White look good at all. 100%. How do you have a hobbled guy who yeah. could barely stand on one foot? And has been through a match already tonight. Literally, like, and you hit him, mind you. You also hit him with, um, you know. The uh, ring. Well, he didn't hit him with the, the ring. He did at the end. Um, he took the ring out of his yeah, hand. He did. Oh, he, 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 the ring. But he hit him with the belt first. Right? No, he just, took the belt from I that. I saw the ring. Did he hear with that? I saw the ring. Yeah, the ring, it was, hold on. We have it here. Je so, Adam Cole. I know he did snatch the belt Adam, Adam Cole was. Adam Cole tried to give the ring, to slide the ring to MJF, but then uh, yeah, and then Jay White inter interfered and took the ring, and then I don't think he was he he wasn't able to accomplish it though. I don't think he didn't he didn't connect with MJF. Well, no, but he did take the belt. Uh, the there was a uh, he took the belt from Adam Cole at one point. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. trying to remember if he actually hit him with the belt, but either way, yeah, like literally the guy. You can clearly see that he could hardly perform in this match. If we're to go ahead and, you know, abide by all the wrestling kayfabe rules and so forth. And this was supposed to be a the Jay White that comes from New Japan, has all this hype, and rightfully so. He's done great work yeah. in and beat formidable po opponents in yeah. uh, New Japan. Yeah. Coming in here and literally losing to a hobbled man. Well, here's what happened. He got buried. You think he got buried? I don't know if he got buried, but I see your point. I see where that comes from. Um, what ended up happening is JY took the ring and he went to hit MJF, but MJF gave him the low blow. And that's how, uh, that's how the match turned. And then he took the ring back and that's when he connected. Um, 
Yeah. What do you think, Jason? You think uh, you think it buried uh, buried Jay White? Um, I don't think AEW views Jay White as a as a champion that can hold the company uh, uh, to its highest degree. I think they view him as like a, a talent that 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 they can utilize heavily. And um, Jay White was never winning the belt. So, so that, that the, the, you know, they let him have the Bullet Club Gold angle, which, which, which is cool. They probably gave him a good contract, but that's, that's where, that's where it stops. They're not, not taking that belt off MGA anytime soon, but the match did what it did, what it was supposed to do. It had a little bit of that added to their uh, gimmicky kind of stuff with the ambulance coming, you know, he, he, pull, he pulls up and topple, but. It 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 uh it connected the dots on with 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 the angle they were trying to achieve. So that you know yeah. it closed up also, the pay per view. Uh, I was expecting something with the devil, but nothing happened. So. I know that was to me uh, interesting. Yeah, also very illegal. He drove the ambulance back from the hospital. He's probably <laughs> he's probably. Not, By the way, yeah, I did read. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. He did smack him with the belt. Okay, he did. He did hit, smack him with the ROH tag belt. He grabbed it from oh, right. Adam Cole and hit yeah. him with it. That was before that. And also, what he did to the yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he got hit with that and the whole ring thing. Um, we yeah. will find out how <laughs> Jay White got married, if so, until later on, because it's going to depend on his booking. Like, if he continues to be a top star in the company or at least a high mid card guy, then we'll say okay. But if they literally go nowhere with this. Uh, bullet club gold angle from here then you'll know that it was just a stepping stone um that being said again like you said the match did what it was supposed to do um other than the selling it was still entertaining to watch yeah i can't take away from that uh both um competitors did their thing and mm -hmm. i i still liked watching it yeah i think this i think to your point i think the the way they they can uh save his push jay white's push and not making him look buried is if that he is in that tournament that ends up taking kingston's titles i think that could be where they might go with that and then and then yeah. it, it, it could save him from being buried yeah because we knew he was never going to win this match just as you said because especially just, because it's 365 days as of today that mjf is now champion not a, only that they still have lingering um plot threads you still have samoa joe which he's agreed to right. give a shot to right we still have the devil um angle that's uh, lingering overhead Wardlow too, yeah. Wardlow. He wasn't at the pay per view. I didn't see any signs of Wardlow either. And you know that subplot with Roddy Strong that he's doing with um, Adam Cole yes. somewhere yes. interjecting in there. There's still a lot of things to tie up before the end of the year and the bidding war of 2024. Yeah. So I did not think he was going to lose to Jay White. I just thought that you know maybe it could have been done in a way where it would have made Jay White look at least a little stronger because it. How long was that match? The match itself, time-wise? Well, it was a 60-minute... <laughs> estimating. Estimating. It. Probably like... I want to say it was like 25 to 30 minutes. So you mean for 30 minutes, you couldn't take out a hobble, man. Or at least he couldn't yeah. trick you somewhere within those 30 minutes yeah. with a guy with a crutches on ringside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a kangaroo kick. And a kangaroo yeah. kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we shall see MJF uh, one full year as champion. He made a he did a little promo without a mic from the ramp. I'm the best champion 
uh, in, in the best company or something along those lines um, as he was sitting there on the top of the ramp. We, yeah, he was we'll he was crying in the scrum a little bit. Did you know he saw that he he's oh, yeah, like, yeah. he's going over the top, man. All right, enough. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't get behind the MGF face thing. I he, you know, and they're trying to push him. But there's there's definitely going to be something. You and you know that it's all going to culminate. Like I think we we'll revert back to the MJF the um, the Adam Cole thing. I think there's going to be a match again between. Adam Cole and uh, and MJF at, yeah. at some point too. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. So uh, leave us a comment here. Um, uh, if you watched uh, the pay per view Full Gear, let us know what your thoughts were. Um, which match took it for you? Which match was that the, was the best one you saw? Um, I, I kind of feel like most of the crowd is gonna agree with us on the best match on this. Card. I'm not influencing your decision. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, man, yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, we got to do this again, by the way. We got to have you back um, on our show uh, frequently. I want you to be a frequent guest. By the way, Jason was on my uh, Fumble Podcast, Episode 104, Season 5. If you haven't uh, subscribed to that, you should. Don't be a jabroni. Go watch that episode. Um, he does some impressions, amazing impressions on that uh, episode as well. Um, check him out on Jimmy Kimmel. Any final thoughts on on this uh, pay per view and and uh, where you think AEW is headed now into their next chapter? I think AEW is uh, is it has all the opportunity in the world to do great things as a company. They just got to get their stuff together, tighten up a little bit. And and they need to get Pedge on commentary in AEW, and I think that's going to be the real yeah. success in the future. You know what I mean? You know, get this man a contract, all right? So, yeah, yeah, come on, Tony Khan. We're like two countries apart. Help me yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's uh, that's kind of you. Uh, if I come, I'm bringing Shiki with me. <laughs> yeah, well, if we were going in, then we're going to replace Nigel McGuinness because Nigel McGuinness. Uh, you don't I, like Nigel? I'm not, I'm not a fan of Nigel. You don't like his rants? You don't like his off, uh, off top? I think the, they even get confused by some of the stuff he says last night. He was like, I don't even know what he was saying at the time, but you know, he's still entertaining. Yeah, he, <laughs> left ta- he left Taz perplexed, I feel like, at one point. He, yeah. over, yeah. he overdoes it. Like, yeah. they, when Tony Storm came in, he started making old school references. Taz gave him credit like for like two of them. And then he just kept going over and over and over. He's like, okay, you're beating a dead horse now, Nigel. Like, you got your props. Just kick back and comment on the match. <laughs> All right. Okay. I didn't know there's a Nigel uh, Nigel beef we were dealing with. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, that- I like my McGinnis in a stout um, form inside a pint or in a can. I yeah. don't like him on commentary. <laughs> All right, we, all right. We booked that match, Fred, Fred versus Nigel McGinnis. Uh, oh, yeah. And, there you and, go. And, uh, I'll let's, let's, let's... Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the... This is the um, it only makes sense if we end this episode with a, uh, a roast of Nigel McGinnis by Vince McMahon and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he's already... You already let him go from your company, Vince. Uh, why did you let Nigel go? Uh, give us a reason behind your decision. Well, we'll I let Nigel McGinnis go because, frankly, uh, he didn't kick my ass enough. 
All right, all right, Vince. We know, we know how you feel. Sheik. Ah, uh, guess you are punk piece of shit. Can you ah uh, no respect my boss Kennedy McMahon and no uh, kiss his ass? I suplex you, put you in a camera clutch, break your back, fuck your ass, and then I'll make you to be humble on country way. Can you respect uh, Mr. McMahon and Oral Chic? Woo! And just like that, <laughs> we have done it. This is the Full Gear episode, episode five of the Legend of Wrestling podcast. Our amazing uh, guest and good friend, Jason Schuster. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Jason. Yeah, man, we appreciate yeah, it. Exactly, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Check out check out uh, Jason on the Jimmy Kimmel Show coming up December 10th. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Um, and uh, follow him, Jason Schuster. What's your uh, Instagram? Go ahead and plug that. Yeah, check me out at J Shoe Comedy. That's J-S-C-H-U Comedy. That's across the board. That's on Instagram, TikTok. There you go. There you go. Uh, the Legend of Wrestling podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Weapon XMC on Instagram as well. Is that the same on TikTok? Yes. It is. Pejda Maniac on all of the same things and LinkedIn. So you can follow me there too. Thank you so much. This has been episode five. Jason, we'll see you on the next one. You're the man! Fuck your ass! I'm the monster! Break your back! Shoot him, boys! <laughs>